to the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. We've got two goodies here today. We're going to like be playing the newlywed game. No, I <laughs> no. we've got Noelle Paramore and Kim Vanderzee Smith with us today, and they are such a delight to spend time with. I have the privilege of amongst several other people to spend a weekend with them uh, this last fall. And we had so much fun. It's so fun to have Southern girls around like Midwest and Northern girls. So you get that really fun mix of like little accents and then you get that sassy, <laughs> that sassy Southern <laughs> bell going. And so, yeah, it was so much fun that somebody uh, came to me and said, you should have the two of them on your podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. And they're so sweet that they graciously accepted my invitation. So without further ado, uh, Kim, would you mind introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit, bit about who you are, where you live, um, and then we'll have Noelle introduce herself. And then I'd love to hear how the two of you met and just give us some insight into your friendship. <clears throat> okay. So I live in Atlanta, Georgia. We both live oh, in Marietta, Marietta which is, um, what is it? A suburb, northeast, a northeastern <laughs> suburb of the Atlanta area, um, and so I have lived here probably since my, the late '80s, and I have two grown boys that are 23 and 26, and uh, live with my husband. And uh, I'm what? What was the other question? You have six dogs. I have six dogs. Actually, only four live with me, um, but the other two live with my kids. So um, that's, yeah, I, I used to work in veterinary medicine. So that was kind of like another life with when college and high school and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm, I, I'm a cabbie stylist and I also work in a real estate office where Noelle works as well. And so she found me somebody fun to work with. And so I said, if you find somebody fun, let me know. I'll come over. And that's what I did. And so was Noelle the somebody fun or she found somebody else? <laughs> I'm always the somebody fun. <laughs> I mean, I was the one that brought you over, but I found gave her a good agent that's fun to work with. Got it. Okay. So she would stay. Got it. Okay. So Noelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Noelle Paramore. I'm 53 years old. I was surprised to see that I was turning 54 when I did the math. I was like, oh. Um, I live about a mile and a half from Kim and married. I have two girls. They're 24 and 19. Um, what was the other question? You're married. I married. Yes. I think I said that. I'm married. I only have two dogs, but my two dogs are sisters to two of her six. 
Oh, funny. So, yeah. So, so, so they, you guys are kind of like family. You're oh, like we're absolutely family. <laughs> yeah, no, we're absolutely family. Awesome. We both don't really have family anymore. So, I mean, now we're more family, but even before that, we considered ourselves family. And our kids are family. They're, I mean, we're just, yes, we're kids. the same. That's so cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it is actually. So then that makes perfect sense as to why Kim had started the program, started yes. um, Self-Made Mind and Body well over a year ago now, right, Kim? I was trying to remember that. I think I misspoke on another call. I thought it was 2019, but I think it was 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, it was 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah. the August uh, of 2020. Yeah. yeah. And Kim had extraordinary success. Yes. And then she reached out to Noelle or how did that go down? Oh, well, it's a great story. Um, so we had been planning this girl's trip right during COVID that didn't happen. We were supposed to go on a cruise and that ended up canceling. So we ended up deciding in September we were going to go to the beach in Florida. And about that time, a monsoon tornado was coming through <laughs> and I'm not very good at driving in rain and tornadoes. And at the same time, my father was sick and had been put into the hospital. So I was really struggling and was incredibly anxious about the fact of leaving him for that weekend. And we were going to have to go through tornadoes and storms. So um, Kim, I was actually in the office and she goes, we're going anyway. So we packed our bags and we went to the beach. And there was one morning I was sitting out on the balcony having a total meltdown. I'll never forget it. And Kim was sitting, we're both on our, in our pajamas on the balcony. And Kim sits across, she goes, hold on, hold on. That is just a thought. And then she goes, wait, how does it go? And she's going T-A-F. And I'm like, I'm having a mental breakdown. And you're going, it's just a thought. And going, wait, we can manage through this. And that was my very first introduction to the program, although I had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah, I really was. I was like, okay, these are just feelings that are coming from a thought that and the circumstances, her dad and that we can all agree on. And yeah, I, I was knew, like a science experiment yeah, for her yeah. during my grieving process. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But now, so that was back in. So when was that? What was that would have been September of 20. Okay. Literally maybe a month into like me actually yeah. being part of the program. Yeah. Yeah. So now you do understand kind of the yeah. architecture around that you both yeah. do and it's kind of like in your back pocket and you can yeah. use yeah. it as a tool and you can of course help other people understand where their feelings are coming from. It is difficult to do like right out of the gate. So good for yeah. you for trying. I was less than 30 days out of it. <laughs> At that point I was just giving up sugar and flour. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really into yeah. the mental mind math part of right. it. Yeah. Right. Quite yet. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So Noelle was attracted to self-made you probably from seeing your results, Kim, yes. and having your influence. What, what attracted you, Kim? So Noelle and I have been on the path of wellness for quite some time. We originally met when she was working at the YMCA and my youngest child had just turned a year old. And I know that because that's when they're allowed to go into the nursery. <laughs> so every day at four o'clock, I would go to the Y with both of my children and put them in the nursery. And then I would come and literally sit on a recumbent bike yep. or work out in that. So that's where I met her. And she, it was very slow. And so she would come and talk to me and we got to know each other that way because she what was, was what, what was slow, the recumbent bike? 
well, no, the, 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 there wasn't like a lot of people there. The bike was also really slow. Kim was very slow. I was very, I, look, I was just trying to take as long as I could on that recumbent bike. Had free I, I had free nursery. I was legit. I'll be at the Y for three hours until dinner time. So yeah, that's how we met. And then, um, and then actually this is kind of just dawned on me. Like you were working there and I'm like, Oh, I'll come work with you there. Oh, that's right. So I literally went and I'm like, this is fun. We'll go work there together. That's right. So we worked there together and yeah. there was actually a 12 week program that we spearheaded helping people learn how to lose weight. Literally. This is just coming back to me. Wow. I and totally we used that. to sit down with, talk to people and Noel was a Weight Watchers uh, leader. And so we had a lot of background in health and wellness. And my degree was in exercise science. So we had that background. Yep. And so we worked with somebody at the Y. We got down to like 19% body fat through a lot of heavy duty exercise. Mm -hmm. So we have been on the whole weight loss, health and wellness journey together for literally 20 years. 20, how old is Brandon? 23. 22 years. 22 years. So 22 yeah. years. We've been playing this game trying to figure it out for 22 years. Yeah. Um, we have done stuff like Whole30 together. Um, Anything that had to do with health and wellness, we always did together, yeah. right? So, cool. so we were at the Y and then at some point we were working at the Y and I think you were like, oh, I'm going to go train somewhere else. And she went to a personal training studio and she's like, oh, you should come. And I was like, okay. So off I went to that one. And then we worked out there together. I mean, we've always worked yeah. out at, like if someone leaves the other ones, like, I mean, we trust each other, right? If we go to a place where like, it must be great. So we will pick up and we'll just do it together. That's just what we do. That That's so awesome. interesting to think about that. Cause we've been doing that, like following each other around like ants the whole time. But looking, it, there's always like looking for not necessarily the, the next best thing, but like looking for what's going to work. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. what is it? So this was a small personal training specifically for women. Yeah. It was, uh, it included a nutrition component. Yeah. It included, actually it included some uh, coaching, like yeah. some where you would go in and you would speak to them and you would talk about it and you would come up with a protocol or a plan and like, protocol. yeah, protocol. That's a Tracy, that's a Tracy, one. Tracyism. Um, but there were, we would talk about it and our, you know, they would hold you accountable it's probably one of the better ones that mm -hmm. we've done. In fact, it was really one of the most encompassing. Um, it made sense. It was, it, there were no gimmicks. Like it was a good one. But we were there for a while. Like yeah. Well, cause we had years. fun. It was so much fun to go. Right. But then I think what actually led, then we left there, she started working. So then she couldn't really go there as much. Um, and then if she wasn't going to be there then I was like, Oh, that's just not as much fun. Like if, you know, <laughs> And then it's we a both, running theme of fun, right? It is all about fun. And all then fun. Uh, we kind of got, I got bored. She got bored. She'd go in the evening. She didn't like the girls that came in the evening. They weren't as much fun. Mm -hmm. And so we decided she stopped. And then I, I went uh, a couple other places. Um, but you know, we, we've done whole 30 together. That was like a no sugar kind of thing and comparing results like, Hey, how's that working for you? How do mm -hmm. you feel with that? And I think that kind of what led me to um, self-made you is I'm, I knew you through Cabbie. Um, mm -hmm. I knew of you through there. And I had seen 
you do things for them that I, I really respected. And I thought that, you know, you did them very well. And then what I found with the crash course that you had originally done is that a lot of your, a lot of who you gathered information from was also people that I had been following for a very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark Sisson, uh, Jason Fung, um, there's just, you know, there was just a lot of the people that you had gathered information from that I was like, okay. So that kind of gave in my mind credibility to what, what you were trying to figure out. Yeah. And we have been talking literally for 22 years, trying to figure out what is it? Why is it such a struggle? Why does it have to be so hard? Like, you know, we do all the things, we mm -hmm. take all the actions. How yeah. come it's like working? It works yeah. some of the time, but not all of the time. Well, we had success all the way along, right? It's so mm -hmm. we always, I mean, there was always success, right? Um, but then something would slip. Yeah. Or we'd stop, like Weight Watchers just irritated me. Like the fact <laughs> that that many points was given to a certain food just made me angry. Um, whereas <laughs> she loved it because it worked for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think, what do you think has kept you, oh, you. made you for as long as it has? And hopefully we're getting up there in the, in the, um, tenure yeah. when you compare it against some of the other things that you've tried in the past. I would oh. say it's the whole thought, the it's mental, every, the mind math that I that, think we were missing that completely. It was that piece of the puzzle that was missing from everything else yes. out there, literally 100%. everything else out there. Um, and then you didn't even know you didn't know it. That's the right. whole thing. Right. Well, and what's so interesting about it is, you know, coming into self-made you for me, it was, uh, you know, I saw the weight loss, right? The weight loss was great. Um, my father had passed away. I had pretty much thrown caution to the wind at that point. Right. And, um, so finally, I, I don't even know how it came about. I was just like, just tell me what you're doing. Just well, tell me what you're doing. And now looking back, what I, what I was, the weight loss was a great success. Um, and the learning, the, 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 the eating now is so much better and easier, but what I really needed and can appreciate more now is the mental side. Like yeah. that piece is like, so weight loss almost feels like a bonus at this yes. point. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I can completely relate to that as well. I remember like my first impressions of both of you and I love Noel is an athlete. I mean, you really are very focused on endurance and training and, you know, you're always looking to, um, you know, achieve. And I love that kind of a mindset. That's a mindset that is a lifelong learner, you know, constantly yeah. looking to challenge yourself and learn more about yourself and, and things outside of you. And I remember Kim, when we did an intake call and I remember sitting on my couch, having a conversation with you and I was thinking, dang, this gal knows a lot. Like you knew a lot about a lot. And so we could have kind of that conversation about metabolism and, and, you know, the science behind, you know, the metabolic science. And then I could tell you, you know, the one piece that I feel is kind of the linchpin is the mental component. And so um, I'm glad that that's what you guys have found to be true in this program, but you both are absolutely a shining example of what it looks like to be lifelong learners. You really do pursue, you know, knowledge that you maybe don't have yet. And um, you're constantly looking to, you know, up-level 
your game too, which I love that. And always we challenge like each other a lot. We challenge each other too, you know. I mean, we play the game with each other, right? Or is that really a sad? Yeah, we do. Is that like serving you? I mean, you should hear us. People must think we're just crazy, but we play the game with each other, which is actually very nice yeah. because you're talking to somebody and it can take your it can immediately take you from this ah place and a simple thing like, is that really a thought or is that a good thought or is that serving you to just like a level? Yeah. To where you can now we can look at each other and go, all right, let's just be reasonable and have a conversation about this. And we talk about everything. I mean, well, and I just so, can't, the the fact that that kind of thinking can link to eating is yeah. where that's where you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this was, you know, this was killing me before. Yeah. Um, and, and taking a moment, you know, realizing that it's my primitive brain and never realizing yeah, even learning. I had one I, who knew I fact, had a primitive brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. People, people identify with being like being an overeater, you know, they think they're broken yes. because they're an overeater when in reality, overeating is an action. It's not an identity. Yeah. But people don't see it that way. And so it's very important that people understand the way you're feeling about yourself or about what it is that you're doing or about your weight, the circumstance of your weight has everything to do with how you're thinking about it. And so it makes perfect sense that by just shifting the way you're thinking, your perspective, your opinion, all of those things, by shifting that, if you're open enough to considering a new idea or that your thinking might be wrong. Most people don't want to think that, but it's yeah. true. Our primitive brain offers us a lot of untruths, mistruths. I don't know what the right word is for that, but um, that's where I've got to crack that door open just a little bit, you know, to have people consider that that's not your identity. You're not broken. Eating is an action right. that is being you're doing that action because you're feeling some way and we can change that. And that's such so letting, a good news. Yeah, letting the number on the, on the scale, create an opinion about yourself. Right. Uh, Noel actually had to take my scale away from me at some point because it was affecting me like every day. Absolutely. Like I, I would have a great day if it was down, I'd have a bad day if it was up. And it was just a, it was a vicious cycle that was just, and it was data, but with self-made you, it was almost like adding additional data would help me understand that that number really didn't indicate anything. It's right. the blood glucose numbers that indicated something. Yeah. And then that I could trend over time and you could see how that and the ketones and, oh, wow, you know what, what I did consume, even though it was celery does have a, does have a metabolic impact. Yep. Well, and what's interesting is my father died from complications. Well, it related complications to diabetes. So, and there's, I mean, he really should have, he really was insulin dependent, although he claimed that he was not, but you know, family members on that side, it's a really big deal. And so again, like another hidden gem that came in was me learning to manage that and thinking, you know, I mean, it's very possible for me to become diabetic. I could very easily let myself go and that would just naturally happen. Yeah. So again, like hidden gems, like who knew that monitoring my glucose would be something that was an everyday thing. And I found as data more important than the scale, right? Yeah. It became a little bit like more fo to focus more on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We collect the data because we want it to help us make decisions. 
Yes. Like it, well, it, it helps us get into actions that get us closer to our goals. We don't use the data against ourselves. Like right. it's become more empowering than ever. Like I the agree. numbers, like if I'm having a hard afternoon and I feel like, oh, I just really want a cookie or something like that. I can go take my blood glucose and I'm like, why would you do that? Like you're like under 90, like you're in your 80s, like you're 78. Like, let's keep going. Let's see how low Hello, this suckering of this get. That is okay. I don't want to just go mess that up. So it's very, it's more motivating than it, because it, it used to be just irritating. Um and then all those pieces of the puzzle, again, back to all the pillars that you pull together and really makes it a complete program that weight loss is just a byproduct yeah. of really what you're offering. And that once you figure out the weight thing, because you think that that's what's keeping you from your happiness or from your you know, the overall greatness of your life. And then like, once you take care of that, you're still in self-made year and you're like, okay, well, I'm not, it's not as great as I thought. Like, I feel like there's more that I need to work on. And that's when the self-coaching part, the thought downloads, the how is that thought really serving you? And how are you moving forward in the rest of the spots of your life? Right? Well, see, that that's interesting. That's the piece, right? So the thinking part is, and I think we all go, well, we know this is not good for me, right? Oh, I know. Oh, I need to. And they're like, oh, I'm feeling I'm self-loathing. And you're like, oh, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. But what I found is we didn't know how to get out of that. And that's where the model came in because the model then takes you through this whole series of other questions or makes you think past it where otherwise you'd get stuck in, oh, I just feel terrible. But I didn't know how to get out of it, right? So now you go through the model. And you're like, oh, you really start writing things down and it sort of peels open this whole other picture. So it makes it, it just makes the process easier and more understandable. Yeah. And the food that fuels, that's the other thing, because what you realize is that not everything fuels everybody the same way. Mm-hmm. And they're out there in the world. They say they're, you know, this is this is the meal plan. Like you don't like plant based. You, it doesn't serve me. Doesn't serve you. I love She's it. She's great. I'm a carnivore. <laughs> Yeah, much better that way. My body. And, and there people, yeah. And there's people out there that think it's, there is one right way. And that's simply not the truth. You've got to find what works for you. That's what's going to create sustainability. So you both have done a very nice job of that. I believe with all my heart, you both are an, a beautiful example of what it means to be self-made. What do you Thank think you. it means to be self-made? Um, to be self-made, you know, for me, it's just, um, having been open to what I can learn and then learning to be confident in who I am. Hmm. Right. I'm so now the things that might've, um, been difficult in the past, I have all the tools that I need so I can go into any situation confident that it will be okay, or I can manage through it. And I think that's a great example of being self-made. I can do that most of the time by myself. Yeah. By walk yourself. through it by myself. I can walk through it by myself and manage it um, most of the time. And, and that's t- yeah. And taking responsibility, mm-hmm. right? You're taking responsibility for the circumstance or the choices. You can't necessarily change the circumstance, but you can, in your own power, figure out how to navigate mm-hmm. through the circumstance. Yeah. And be confident about your ability to do it in a way that's healthy for you. Right. That yeah. it's 
uh, not people pleasing, not serving others, um, and that you're not feeling selfish about it, right. that you're feeling like this is, I've got to do what's best for me. Is that, is that thought serving me? Is this action serving me? What result do I want? And being okay with it, you know, being okay with wanting something for yourself, you know, yeah. a good thing for yourself. Yeah. Be, you know, and not like, selfish. Yeah. And like Noel said, you know, most of the time I'm doing most, it. Most of the time. Yeah. And I will say that I also believe that being self-made means recognizing that those primitive thoughts are never going to go away and right. that we're never going to be perfect and that this isn't a race to perfection. And so we don't beat ourselves up over the small amount of time that we do react to a primitive brain thought. We just recognize it as it's part of our humanness. And I believe that that too makes you self-made. I would agree. Yeah. That it's a, it's always in progress. It's not perfection. It's not always doing the right thing all the time. It's, and it's also realizing like what you've been ruminating on forever and ever, like you got to yeah. let that stuff go. Amen, sister. Yes. Amen. Well, thank and you so much for being on my podcast. You two are so darn cute. <laughs> <laughs> We, we need more, more Southern girls to uh, grace our presence, but thank you so much. I truly mean it that you guys are examples of what it means to be self-made. I could not be any more proud of how far you guys have come in the thought process. Like you brought so much to the table from the get-go, but the, to watch the way you guys think about things now is just like, oh, it's, it's amazing. So well, we yeah. thank you, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. It's really thanking you too, for keeping us, uh, sane. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we so much money in therapy. I can't even begin to tell you like that along with all the prescription drugs. I don't have to take anymore. Yeah. No, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, you guys. It's right. been a, it's been a joy. And I know all of the listeners are going to love hearing your story and they're going to get such good insight because that's, that's the whole point. It's like, I want people to be inspired by the secrets of the self-made. Like you guys, it's, there is no magic bullet. You got to do the work and you guys have stories to back that up. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.